How's it going? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. This is our new lovely, slightly... Is it, is it PC to say ghetto audio setup? No, it's not okay. We're not allowed to say it. It's our... Uh, well, there's nothing uh, not fancy about our audio setup. It's 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 fancy. It uh it could use some cable management and and a little TLC for, for in some areas, but you know, we got two mics. It seems to be recording. I did audition hasn't rebelled yet. Give it five minutes, but you know. Yeah. Also, this is at our kitchen table, and it's going to be a pain to redo this every time. But yeah, uh, eventually I need to get a mic arm for this too. I feel, I feel like that would simplify the process. If only we had like an office, that would be cool. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm getting better. My, my setup time today wasn't terrible. It was honestly, I, I spent more time arguing with Adobe products than I did actually setting up the, the hardware. So. You did. You did. Any hoodle, we are here for RNC Watch TV to discuss television. And we recently finished, I don't Google's the oh, Google's okay. trying to interject itself into the con- conversation. This is a, an RC conversation. Uh, Very rude. So G your way out. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So we wa- we finished up. I was gonna say Bill and Ted. Uh, Ted Lasso. Very nice season ending. One of the best wrap up episodes I've ever seen. To be honest, uh, I was super impressed. Oh yeah. No, I was pleasantly surprised. Like it was a really really good. It was a proper proper way to end that that arc. I think one of my favorite parts was when they did the video and then all of the players are crying uh, on the field. That was really funny. I love that. The musical, the, 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 the so long farewell. Uh-huh. I also thought, yeah, that was good too. Um, you we had, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> even though we both hate musicals, uh, the, I can allow for that one. That one was that one was good. Okay, we don't hate musicals. We feel the same way, which is, if we're watching a musical, like a, like an actual musical, we're having a good time. But if you say, do you want to watch a musical? We're pretty much always going to say no. And anytime we're watching a TV show and the characters start uh, singing, we're both like, uh. I'm like, why? I didn't sign up for this. I just wanted the next episode and whatever random show I'm watching. It's kind of like, like, I like live music, but if I'm at a bar to catch up with a friend and a band starts setting up, I'm just like annoyed because I'm like, I'm here to talk with my friend. Same for a TV show. It's like, I'm here to hear these characters talk, not sing. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I like the analogy for like, yeah, meeting a friend at a bar and then a band sets up. That is, that's the worst. But that's how I feel when like, you know, the TV show that I was expecting gets interrupted by song and dance. <laughs> um, I can't remember how it worked out with Keely though. I mean, I like that she kicked them both out of her house. That was funny and correct. But I don't know if it ever did that really wrap up. I feel like that was honestly the end of it, the end if of I remember correctly. I may be wrong, but I, I don't think that she got back with either of them after that. I think that was the end of her relationship arc. I loved the Rebecca's a stepmom. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, you're going to be a mom, and she's, like, mad because she's not for, she's, you know, past her childbearing age and then i thought that was a really nice touch at the end when she bumped into the dude at the airport and like and like the the little girl 
I'm all for positive depictions of alternate, quote unquote, alternative family arrangements. No, that that was that was a really good touch. Yeah. Okay. So, any more to say about Lassa? I uh, know it was just a really, really pleasant ending. Um, Rupert got what he had coming to him. Um, I like that Nathan's back with the team. It, it just like the people that deserved a good ending got a good ending, and the people that didn't, strangely enough, didn't. It was, it was almost too good of an ending. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. I liked it. Yeah, my only note on the Rupert arc was. Uh, I think I know. <laughs> I did say this when we were watching it, but it's a valid point. I think so. I don't like the term wanker as an insult because there's nothing wrong with masturbation. It's, it's a sex negative. Uh, no, it was very sex. Anyway, we're 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 pro masturbation in this household. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up without just awkwarding up the hell out of this situation. <laughs> okay, now on to the fun part. So we've started to watch Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. Really nice. I've liked it. Oh my freaking lord, I love it so much. I have enjoyed it thoroughly. The budget for costuming and set design for that show has to be astronomical, but it is so worth it. Um, the Gilded Age is kind of like set the bar for me, um, and it's not quite to that level, but it's close. No, but yeah, it's close. It's not Gilded Age, but it is damn close. It does seem like they got some cash between Bridgerton and Queen Charlotte. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, no, it does seem way higher budget than the first time around. Or the the ones I, it's been so long since I've seen any yeah, Bridgerton same. stuff, but I, this seems to be more polished and more well produced. Also, I really, there's only one other show Star Trek Picard did it. I very much like the like three second title sequence yeah like where they don't have a full set out title sequence and they do like the they'll i don't even know if they do anything at the end i know picard had like a this the final season had like a basically a title sequence over behind the end credits but no i like how a lot of shows are starting to just have a really short thing to like say the episode title give the show identity but you don't draw it out to like a minute where like i have to skip every time you know yeah, apparently the title sequence, like besides the credits, the point of it was, you know, you used to have to have your show had to ha- had to be a certain length. And then, you know, obviously there's commercials, but if the show and the commercials didn't quite meet the length requirements, then you could shorten or lengthen the title sequence to make it all fit. And I thought that was really interesting. That explains a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it's like an, a relic of a of the broadcast era. But in the streaming era, having a long title sequence is really just annoying. It just means you have to have your remote near you. Or in some cases, I forget which ones. I feel like there's some streaming service or maybe some shows where you can't skip it. And that makes me... I think Apple TV won't let you skip it. No, that seems wrong. I don't know. Anyway. I think all it is... He skips well no yeah it'll let us skip the title sequences it shows the very very end like it'll offset it by like three seconds yeah that's one thing i noticed like they'll still get the logo stand but like they'll let you skip <laughs> most of it yeah anyway um yeah I've, i really enjoyed it i appreciate the short title sequence i have it's been a while actually since i've done this but well i'm kind of still doing so i had a very long 
phase starting in pandemic where I was reading a lot of medieval and renaissance European history books. And now I'm reading the path to power about Lyndon Johnson. So it's still history, but it's much more modern. Anyway, it's making me think about those books, watching the Charlotte show. And I was thinking about, so the, what are we on? Like the, we're, I think we've got like one or two more left in the series. Yeah, we've, we've made pretty good progress. Yeah, we're almost done with it. So spoilers ahead. But the servants like getting together to try to bring the king and queen together reminds me of so Catherine de Medici and her husband were married for like 10 years before they ever had any kids and part of the problem was they couldn't figure out how to have sex in a way that would lead to childbearing um, oh no that would lead to pregnancy and so she started to ask around, like, for help. Um, and someone in the court pointed her to a physician who was able to tell her how to have sex with the king in such a way as to result in pregnancy. Um, and there was a, I, I want to say, you know, obviously, like, sources differ. Some people think that what ended up happening was doggy style essentially that, that like something about his anatomy and her anatomy like that was kind of the only way that was going to work um and then others like we we can't know for sure like what the actual answer was which sucks like i, I wish that had more documentation because what an interesting question but um apparently there is actual historical precedent for uh people in the court getting together to try to uh fix royal uh romance I never would have thought about that. Yeah. I took other notes. You took a lot of notes. I took a lot of notes, yeah. I'm going to get eviscerated in the comments for this episode. <laughs> just just bring it. <laughs> or, I mean, I, I'm going to give people more more uh, fodder for the evisceration. But, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, So we were doing a little bit of like YouTubing on the real George and Charlotte. And apparently the real George really did socially isolate the real Charlotte. I mean, it definitely like struck me when, you know, Charlotte's eating her meals by herself. Like, why doesn't she have a friend around, you know, if he's not going to be around? And in most royal courts, that was... Most royal courts in medieval and Renaissance Europe were crowded. There were a lot of people around all the time. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of loneliness for the monarchs. I mean, being a monarch is kind of inherently lonely in that even though you have a lot of people around, like nobody, you're having an experience that is quite different from theirs. And there's a certain amount of remove that the hierarchy and the customs require but you're not alone. You're not physically alone. Um, but apparently, Charlotte was kind of alone, which is, again, unusual um, and sucks. And I think it's also like, I think American culture equates loneliness with romance. And I think that's really unfortunate. And one of the things that I really like about the show is that it is centering like female friendship. And female friendship among 
you know, two of the older female characters. So just to have like subplots that center older female characters, I think is really cool. To center their sex drive, I think is really cool. To center their friendship, like these are things that are not centered in most um, media and most culture, which I, so I think all that's super cool. But it did make me think about that. Um, I think it's interesting that the real George did buy the real Charlotte a house, then known as Buckingham House, now known as Buckingham Palace. Um, apparently the real Charlotte didn't like moving from house to house as often as they did, which made me think about, again, Catherine de' Medici. So in the book that I read about her, which I'll... I'm, I'll I think... I forget what it's called. Maybe Catherine de' Medici, I'm not sure. But I can... I can find it if people want to know. But anyway, they talked about the reason that they had to move. Royal courts had to move from house to house is that in any one house, you're going to have a lot of people and you're not going to have indoor plumbing or any way to deal with trash. Uh. So after a few weeks, the shit and trash pile up to an extent that it stinks and is a, it is unsafe, like it's un hygienic and so like basically the core has to then leave for a new house and then the servants clean it up to an extent but then to an extent things just decompose and then by the time you get back to the house you were at like the shit and garbage has just decomposed to a point where it doesn't bother you and it's not a safety hazard anymore and that's why they moved around so much i never thought about that nor did i i was like why i wondered i'm like why are they moving around so much seems like a real pain in ass well, it's expensive and time-consuming. I mean, they're having to move in horse-drawn carriages, um, but that's why they did it. And there, I think there was probably weather considerations as well, but, I mean, it's all fucking northern Europe. It's just cold as shit everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, oh my gosh, the whole subplot with the the guy who's treating the king was so interesting. That dude is just a freaking sadist. Seemingly, I'm... Super curious about like how true to life any of that is. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that like the things that we have been listening to haven't mentioned it, um, but that doesn't mean it's not. You know, there's no truth to it. I, I just really don't know. Yeah, that's one thing that I, I'd, I'd like to actually research and see if there is any truth. Because if so, Jesus, I do think it's interesting. Like, it got me thinking about one of the problems with mental health and with like disciplining your children is that people are so different you know like a lot of people you just like a lot of kids you just need to be like oh like have you thought about doing it this way and they'll be like oh yeah that's a good idea and they'll just like act the way you want them to and then you have like on the other end of the spectrum sociopaths or like psychopaths i remember reading this story about psychopaths and essentially like you you have to punish like there has to be punishment and reward like there's no conscience so the only way to get them to act in a pro-social way is for there to be bad consequences when they act antisocial and rewards when they act pro-social so you know it's hard to say another interesting fact is that when you look at what works as far as like therapy for mental wellness um the modality is the modality the talent of the therapist the therapist's 
amount of training, the therapist experience, all of that is less important than the affinity between the therapist and the patient. That, like, the quality of the relationship is more important than any of those other factors for how effective the therapy is. Yeah, I mean, it's not terribly... It was it was surprising that that tr- was like that it was true to that extent, but it wasn't surprising to me that it was important. But it was surprising to me that it was more important than all of those other factors. Anyway, the point is, people are individual. Um, and then the last thing I was thinking about was, um, the one thing that really bothers me about the whole Bridgerton project is that it seems like there is this. I think that women will have will be attracted to men who are I mean, they feel like they need to chase, right? So like the whole time um Charlotte is chasing, not the whole time, but most of the show Charlotte is chasing the king, sometimes literally. Yeah. But always metaphorically, like, pursuing him, like, trying to understand him, trying to know him, trying to be close to him. And I think that there's this fantasy that women tend to have that the show exemplifies that, you know, he's running away from you, not because he's not interested or because he doesn't love you, but because he, there's some barrier in y'all's way like this promise that he's made to his dad and the Bridgerton or about his dad and the Bridgerton thing or you know it's actually in this show he's actually rejected her because he loves her so much that he doesn't want to you know be rejected by her or upset her or put her in danger and I mean there's nothing wrong with fantasy um but it's just I also just want to be like Okay, but in real life, if he's acting like that, like there's probably not some hidden explanation that's like he really loves you. Like he's probably just not that interested. Run. Yeah, like yeah. There, it, yeah. it seems to be exemplifying very unhealthy relationship dynamics, right? Or, or promoting them, or I don't know if it's promoting, promoting but like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like it's a, idealizing. It's a fantasy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, this is not how real life works most of the time. And people are allowed to have fantasies. It's not on fiction to, like, accurately represent relational dynamics, just like it's not on superhero movies to accurately represent what, you know, human or humans are physically capable of, right? Like, we can we can we can differentiate fantasy from from reality. Um, But especially if you're like a young girl, I guess I just want to, like, be like, yo, dog, just so you know. This ain't it. This, this ain't it. Anyway, <laughs> those are my thoughts. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how it ends. Um, I'd like to actually go back at some point and watch some of the other or the the older uh, seasons of Bridgerton itself because, well, there's been enough time since watching this and watching Bridgerton itself that like I've forgotten most of the Bridgerton storylines. But they're coming back slowly as they go into like the I guess the flash forwards where it's showing the characters as they were in Bridgerton. It's kind of filling in the gaps, but 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. See you soon.